My guest today is Pedro Rincon from the CPA firm of Osborne Rincon in La Quinta, serving the entire Coachella Valley and, and probably outside of the valley as well. And uh, they recently merged with the CPA firm of Lund and Guthrie. And uh, Pedro, why don't you tell us about the merger to kind of kick things off? Sure, Ken. Thank you. Um, well, this was, a, I think, a, a win-win situation for both firms. Uh, uh, our firms have been in the Valley for, you know, close to over, you know, f- uh, 50, 60 years. So with our firm, uh, it just seemed like a, a good synergy and gave us an opportunity to, to bring in uh, additional clients and grow our practice and also be able to provide services that perhaps the London Guthrie clients weren't being provided and likewise our clients as well. Now, did you all merge into one office there in La Quinta or you still have a satellite office? Uh, no, we merged into one office. Uh, uh, London Guthrie uh, was located in Palm Desert um, and we had added additional two of their staff besides the three partners, uh, and we had the capacity to be able to do that. So it just made more sense just to be all under one roof. So what we really want to talk about today is I think there are a lot of newer businesses and maybe even long-established businesses who are still kind of doing bookkeeping with QuickBooks and filing their own tax returns and fiddling with uh, uh, the various uh, online filing services. And at what point is it a good idea to acquaint yourself with a CPA? I mean, every business should probably at least have a, a consulting relationship with a CPA, just as you would a law firm or some other kinds of professional services, you know, payroll services and whatnot. Uh, what, when, when should they kind of entertain that? Should they do that early on? Um, I think if, if you're any type of entity, like a corporation, limited liability company, or partnership, uh, even Schedule Cs that are fairly large, um, you should definitely uh, have a relationship with a CPA firm. Uh, and I, and I kind of emphasize CPA firm because there are a lot of uh, accounting practices or businesses out uh, in the Valley that are maybe one or two people. And I think that works for a small business uh, that maybe has like one or two employees. But once you're fairly large, um, you want to get, and, and as I referenced earlier, when this merger with Lenny Guthrie, uh, the experience of all the individuals in that office. So, my clients that I work with aren't just getting me, they're getting, you know, the whole team. If you're anywhere between uh, above, you know, five to 10 employees, it, it, it just makes sense to have that relationship. A lot of people have side gigs these days. Um, should they have at least a consulting relationship with a CPA? Almost oh, definitely, because they're, when I, I'm assuming when you're saying side gigs, uh, they're probably working as a self-employed or a contractor. Um, well, they so probably have like a W-2 uh, primary job that pays the bills, but they they have a little business on the side that may start out small, but then may sure. end up becoming ten, twenty, even thirty thousand a year. Um, sure. It seems to me you sh- you could probably use some good uh, tax advice uh, in that situation. Uh, most definitely, yes, because then if you're with you would be filing uh, a, a Schedule C, and there's then there's some individuals that actually end up setting up like an entity, like a corporation or a LLC. So uh, even if it's something that small, um, uh, so again, yes, definitely it would be helpful to have that relationship because then you get into the arena of where you need to track your income and expenses separately. 
you don't want to commingle any of your personal and business uh, uh, expenses. Uh, if you, you know, should you get audited, uh, you, you want to kind of keep that separate. And then that's where we can provide guidance on the best way to do that. Can you provide guidance and assistance with setting up the LLCs, corporations, and so on? You know, typically we don't go through the actual process of, of, of getting the, uh, the entity organized, but what we will provide is uh, a guidance on what type of entity makes the most sense for your situation. Uh, like I'll give you an example. Um, if, if it's like a family-owned business, it's just a husband and wife, um, an S corporation is probably going to be the, the most beneficial route. Uh, if you have different uh, owners that are not related, uh, potentially an LLC might be the best route. So uh, depending on the situation, uh, for example, I have a client in Los Angeles that's a fairly large restaurant uh, uh, entity. So they're, they're owners in different restaurants, and each particular restaurant has an LLC uh, where the chef is typically one of the owners. Uh, but usually the chef um, doesn't have any money uh, to kind of enter the partnership. Uh, so they'll come in and they kind of end up getting, doing what we call like a sweat equity uh, mm -hmm. where they'll work over time and earn income to earn their interest in, in the business. And, and in that situation, an LLC, an LLC works out perfect. So, um, so it all depends on the situation. That's an interesting model. I would think some other businesses could take advantage of that. I don't know, maybe... Uh... Almost definitely, like, a and a lot of them do. Like, for example, developers, a lot of times you'll have mm -hmm. the, the, the builder and then the landowner that comes in with the land, and that's their contribution, and the builder's uh, going to uh, build the, the development or property. And, and then, so sometimes they come in with some sweat equity as well. What other kinds of businesses have interesting tax issues that could benefit from a CPA. I'm thinking of things like uh, people just entering the real estate agent business. That's a good one. Um, there's a lot of, for example, uh, individuals that own real estate properties. Uh, right. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of special rules in that particular, in those particular areas, but because you're required to spend X amount of hours in a year uh, to be able to qualify because uh, normally, say that wasn't your primary business, say you just for, had investment property that you were uh, leasing or renting out, if there's a loss, uh, there's limitations on the ability to take the losses against your other income. Uh, if you're actively participating in real estate, then you actually could take the benefit of that loss. So again, it all kind of depends on, um, uh, you know, that's, a, that's an industry that kind of has unique rules to it. What distinguishes a CPA firm from um, a tax attorney? When do you need one or the other or both? Um, that's a good, that's actually a good question. Uh, a lot of tax attorneys are CPAs. Uh, uh -huh. So um, uh, typically a tax attorney has gone um, uh, to to law school and, 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 and sat for the bar and, and, and is, has that that uh, certification or, or licensing. Uh, and so they're, and I think a lot of times where I've seen the benefit of, of a tax attorney is in um, if you have a very like complicated ownership structure, like a, the, the client that I referenced with the restaurants, uh, mm. they typically use the tax attorney to establish 
the uh, operating agreement and the partnership agreement for uh, the entity. Uh, they'll consult with us as far as what makes the most sense from a tax perspective, but they also are looking at other uh, factors. Um, uh, a lot of times, uh, uh, I've had situations where uh, individuals have come to me with really what I would call bad IRS situations, and it just makes sense to engage a, a tax attorney at that point to try to help you represent you in in the in the tax court. Hmm, interesting. Well, let's talk about the IRS since you uh, opened the door there. It seems to me having a CPA represent you uh, to some extent with the uh, IRS, which is not like going to a, a court, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. What are the benefits of having representation from a CPA in that situation? Well, I think the most uh, I think the most essential benefit is um, I mean, typically we've already gone through this process, uh, uh-huh. and so we we're familiar with what. Uh, typically, the auditors will be inquiring or, or looking at. Whereas, if you know you've never been audited, you get that letter from the IRS. It just puts the fear of God in you, and sure. you 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 might uh, not know what to provide. So uh, that's where um, if if you engage a CPA to represent you, um, you almost kind of have a representative on your side that's going to communicate with the agent, and and typically it all goes through. In, in the situations where I'm involved, I'm the one dealing with the auditor, and if information needs to be provided from the client, then I'll reach out to my client to get that information. But everything goes through uh, me. I think anybody familiar with the IRS knows that you can never get them on the phone. Do you people have uh, special backdoor access to the IRS? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. You know, and supposedly they were going to be hiring all these new agents, but... Um, yeah. um, now, we do have uh, what's called a IRS practitioner hotline, uh-huh. where if you're uh, if you're a CPA enrolled agent or rep- representing your client, uh, you can reach out to them to to talk. But even that, those situations are are kind of the same. Uh, I can't tell you how many times uh, recently we've been working with a lot of these employee retention credits and. Um, trying to get through what some days they the message even says uh, call back again uh, at this time and that's the practitioner hotline so hmm. so you have a special back door but it is, doesn't always work is what you're saying <laughs> well sometimes uh, you know what and I have to say uh, back during COVID obviously and and even like the maybe uh, I want to say maybe a, uh, maybe a year ago it was challenging it's gotten a lot better and, and even now, they give you this, if you do manage to get through, uh, you don't necessarily have to wait on the line. You can provide a number for them to call you back, and they'll tell you within a certain time period that they will call you. So so they've gotten a lot better in that perspective. So, Why should you have a CPA firm for your business or your side gig? That's what we're talking about on this edition of the Public Record Podcast. My guest is Pedro Rincon, one of the partners at the CPA firm of Osborne Rincon in La Quinta. We'll continue in a moment. How would you like to slash your marketing budget by up to 80% while still bringing customers to your door? What's the secret? Editorial marketing. Today, there's an insatiable demand for news content. Web blogs, podcasts, YouTube product reviews, chamber and service club newsletters, business and health news publications, mainstream news media, and more. 
Search engines like Google and Bing place your website higher on search results when you update your site's content on a regular basis. And for a limited time, you can get a free 30-minute phone consultation from a top PR professional to explore how your business can leverage free or low-cost editorial marketing. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today by calling Ken Allen Consulting at 760-808-6189. That's Ken Allen Consulting at 760-808-6189. Human trafficking is a crime. No one should be coerced into sex acts against their will, and it does exist in our community. Some of the signs include someone looking scared, who's not able to speak for themselves, and who appears to be under the influence of another person. To report a suspicious situation, call 888-373-3888 or go to polarisproject.org. To learn more, visit sunline.org trafficking. This message brought to you by Sunline Transit Agency. Multimedia dominates business communications today. 83% of consumers prefer multimedia information over printed text. YouTube demos and product reviews, tutorials, documentaries, explainers and new business presentations, TV and radio commercials, infomercials, live event announcements, kiosk and exhibit narrations, telephone voice prompts, and so much more. But don't choose just any voice to represent your brand. Ken Allen Voices offers a team of veteran male and female broadcast talent who can deliver that professional network television sound that makes your message stand out from the clutter. Visit KenAllenVoices.com. This is the Public Record Podcast. I'm Ken Allen. And our topic today is why you should have a CPA for your business or your side gig. And my guest is Pedro Rincon, one of the partners at the CPA firm of Osborne Rincon. You know, there are probably a lot of W-2 workers who would like to take on a side gig. Maybe they're a musician and they want to play in a band on Saturday nights. But they're thinking, uh, I don't want to deal with all the tax consequences of of this extra income. What do I do with it? How do I report it? I don't know what a quarterly payment is or how to calculate it. Is that something you can help them with? Oh, most definitely. Yes, yes. We, we can look at what, uh, and again, this is, the situation where you need a CPA to kind of give you some guidance on, okay, uh, like I, I typically, when uh, individuals that have some other type of business going on, aside from their W-2, I tell them open up a, a separate bank account, run all the transactions through there, so all the deposits go in there, uh, use that particular credit card for that uh, account to pay for expenses, uh, so everything's isolated and you have a, mm-hmm. uh, an audit trail. Uh, and then from there, we can determine what uh, and what are deductible expenses and what are not and get an estimate of, okay, here's what we think the potential tax will be. And either if it's the first year, I typically say, well, let's just set it aside. It's not owed yet. Uh, wait till we file your returns. Uh, and then from there, every year, we can base the uh, the estimated payments on the prior year. What if you're just a straight W-2 employee, but maybe you're a high-paid employee, uh, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the various benefits your employer offers, the uh, health savings accounts and whatnot? Uh, are you available to provide that kind of advice and counsel? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, as to what, what's most beneficial, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, there's, yeah, typically there's two types of uh, uh, 
I'll call them healthcare uh, uh, accounts. Uh, there's what's called flexible spending accounts, mm-hmm. and there's the health savings accounts, uh, and they kind of are pretty similar. The 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 difference is on the on the H- HSAs, which are the health savings accounts. They uh, you have to have a, a high deductible plan, uh, so to qualify, so you have to it has you have to be able to qualify to even do that. Um, and so that's one limitation. But but what is beneficial more than the flexible spending account is that any monies that go into that account uh, that you don't spend on uh, expense, medical expenses, you can carry over to future years. Whereas with the flexible spending accounts, uh, you have to have exhausted the expenses within a year uh, or you end up losing uh, whatever's still in the, in the account. So, so that's, you know, I, I think the, the most distinguishing difference between the two. Where do W-2 employees get into trouble in losing uh, tax deductions? Uh, I'm thinking of using their personal automobile for their employer's benefit, uh, tools and uniforms and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, do you see any kind of uh, red flags that people should be aware of in those areas? Well, uh, unfortunately, you know, with this the, the most recent tax law that passed in uh, 2017, uh, all that uh, those type of re- unreimbursed expenses um, are no longer deductible for federal purposes. So it's it's almost like a moot point. But but there is a benefit to tracking it. For example, if you're a California resident, because California still allows you to deduct those. So uh, but so the area where you can get into trouble with that. Uh, is if you don't track, um, like a big thing, for example, with uh, some of the realtors, is the mileage, uh, making sure you have some type of a log. And and now there's actually a lot of uh, phone apps that kind of help you be able to track that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the main thing you know that you have to keep in mind is it's business mileage. So a lot of people think, oh, me going to the office is business mileage. That That's not right. a deductible. Your daily expense. commute is not included, right? Exactly. So um, so those are the t- – and then, you know, like you said, with the uniform cleaning and things like that, just making sure you have uh, good documentation as far as the receipts or at least the um, uh, <clears throat> credit card statements where you can, you know, identify, okay, this is uh, what it, it was for. So that's really good to know because if you can't write it off, I think the takeaway is, uh, you know, submit your expense report uh, on time every month or whatever frequency your employer requires every two weeks and get reimbursed and get reimbursed for your uh, reimbursable mileage. Uh, what does the IRS right. allow these days? For 2023, it's uh, 65 and a half. Yeah, so, oh, 65 and yeah. a half. <laughs> and a half. There's, there's a, a half. government. Uh, you get a 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my uh, hacksaw out, cut some pennies in half, pay that half uh, penny there. There you go. Um, let's move on to another popular topic. Uh, let's talk about retirement planning. Is that a service you can provide, and, and what is involved in that? Uh, sure, and I'm, uh, what, I'm, what I'm assuming you're discussing is kind of your tax situation because uh, – one of the things I've always tell people, I'm not a financial advisor to tell you, you know, where to invest in. I mean, uh, that's where you have other uh, professionals that can do sure. that. And we work with those professionals, so we're more than happy to refer people to them. But, for um, example, there, there are two kinds of IRAs where one is oh. pre-tax and one is post-tax. Can you kind of explain yes. 
what the benefits oh, sure, of sure. one or the other are? Absolutely, absolutely. So what you're discussing is there's what's called a traditional individual retirement account or IRA mm-hmm. account. Uh, and then there's the Roth IRA. You can contribute and uh, provided you're within the uh, adjusted gross income limits, and that's a tax deduction on your on your tax return. That account can grow over time, and it's not taxable until you start drawing money out of it. Now, the Roth IRA, you can make contributions to it, but you don't get a tax deduction. But that money grows over time, and when you draw on that money, it's tax-free. Another thing, too, if you work for an employer, if they provide any type of 401k plan, and if they do any type of matching, that's like free money. I've had some clients where the employers match dollar for dollar. Exactly. Well, terrific. Uh, happy to have you on the show today. And uh, No, it was my pleasure. Thank you. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you can uh, go to our website, which is www.osbornrincon.com, uh, or you can call us at 760 760- My guest has been Pedro Rincon, one of the partners in the CPA firm of Osborne Rincon in La Quinta. The Public Record Podcast is a public service of the Public Record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen, reminding you to make someone's day with something nice to say. And what that means is go out of your way to... Find something nice to say about somebody or some work that they've done. Congratulate them on something they've achieved and uh, put a smile on their face. We'll see you next time.